Welcome to Walking the Wizard's Path, an exploration of the Western occult tradition via meditation. I'm your host, Brad Sung. Episode 9, A Crow Brought My Sick Child Medicine Before we dive into today's episode, I want to announce that we are on Patreon. So if you want to support us, please find us there and sign up. For the initial launch, I'll be putting up three bonus episodes, with additional bonus episodes every month. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Wizard's Path. And as always, thank you for your support. In the late 2000s, I was running an esoteric group in the Pacific Northwest. This is long before COVID-19, when you could meet strangers face-to-face. I learned a few things running a group like that. For instance, there are what I call fence-sitters. People who show up repeatedly, say nothing, but are seeking answers to questions they dare not ask. There was one such man who came to the meetings for several months, never revealing anything about themselves or why they showed up. At one meeting, I can't even remember the topic, he blurted out, a crow brought my sick child medicine. I asked him, what do you think were the crow's intentions? Without hesitation, he said, the crow was trying to help. When his son was ill, a crow would show up bringing a bundle of herbs to the child's window. It did this behavior repeatedly. It dawned on me to ask a question. I don't know where the question came from, but I asked it. Do you have native blood in you? He admitted there was native blood in his family, but he knew nothing of his heritage. He was raised Christian and considered himself white. Over the years, I've seen the scenario repeat itself in variation, and the story is always the same. They come knocking on your door. Secretly, you know who they are, but you dare not acknowledge them, because that will upend a story you tell about yourself. Also, you know that they're not going away. Do you have narratives that you built your entire life around? Has that narrative painted you into a corner? Perhaps there's a way to open up that story. That is the focus of today's meditation. I want you to find some place quiet where you will be left alone for 20 minutes. Do not meditate at your work desk where you watch TV, play video games, or do any other task. Pick a spot that is only used for this practice. And do not meditate while driving. Close your eyes. Make sure your spine is straight. Place your hands on your thighs with your palms up. Take a breath in, then exhale. Bring your awareness to your physical body. Notice any discomfort, tightness, or aches. If there are any, acknowledge them. Place your mind in that spot. Take a breath, then exhale. Allow the body to be still. If any thoughts arise, observe them and allow them to pass. If any memories arise, observe them 
and also allow them to pass. You are walking on a path that slopes gradually upward. This area used to be something else. You see the foundations of older settlements along this path, just a few stones here and there. There is a tree line that has been left untouched. The entire tree is filled with crows. They are uncharacteristically silent in your presence. You approach a small, single building on a hill, a schoolhouse. You notice the foundations of the school was built with the stones from the settlement. The place is empty, front door unlocked. You enter. There is a chalkboard. On it is written in very neat handwriting. They told you who you were in this place. There is a window in the classroom. You notice someone is looking at you. You go outside. There is a person staring at you. Ask them what is the meaning of the question. Listen to what they have to say. There's a small town main street. Unlike a lot of small towns, this one is doing well. They have several festivals during the summer that brings in out-of-towners. You pass a thrift store window. A big, sturdy woman from the old country is looking at you. Her expression is difficult to read. Her granddaughter points at you. Her expression is perfectly clear. You decide not to enter at this time. The last building on the commercial strip is a beautiful Victorian home. It is one of the nicest buildings in town. Whomever lived there was very rich. Curiously, the building is set apart from the others. It has been converted into a museum. You enter and notice a gift shop. It is especially nice, filled with obscure local candy from another age. There is a gentleman, retired, a veteran, who exudes a placid disdain. There are boxes of carefully stacked photos of people from the turn of the century. There is a sign, Instant Ancestors. You look at the photos and you notice. No one seems to be smiling. And some of the folks look kind of dead and propped up. I don't think you need more fairy tales, says the gentleman, or perhaps truer ones. I often get confused with the fellow in the thrift store, but I assure you, I am not him. There are times you can see the holes in the story. I mean, even the thickest people get it at that point. There's a box on the shelf. Go open it. There is a perfectly square black box on the lower shelf. You pull it out and open it. What did you find in the box? The fellow says, You look like you need to see a priest. Don't worry, she's friendly. Thank the fellow for his time and bid him peace. You approach a community center. 
you get a sense it used to be an insurance office. Here's a makeshift sign point to a side door that says, Free Coffee and Non-Denominational Spiritual Uplift. It is a modest space with all the grace of a corporate meeting room. There are a bunch of fold-out chairs and on the table a coffee machine and a box of donuts. There is a scent in the air you recognize. It is an essential oil spray, as incense is not allowed to be burnt into space. Somehow it does not clash with the smell of fresh coffee. There is a pedestal that resembles a neoclassical Greek column, the kind you would buy at a gardening center. There is a book on the pedestal. The book looks handcrafted. The lettering on the page is exquisite, and it reads, You have always been uncomfortable with this story, but still you carry it. The priest enters. Her outfit is lavender. You may be wondering why you are being asked to doubt in a place of faith. She gestures to the corporate meeting room. The priest clearly has a sense of humor. She asks you, what comes to mind with that question? You ponder the question and you tell her. The priest gives you her professional feedback. Listen to her feedback carefully. Thank the priest, grab a donut, and bid her peace. Take a breath in, then exhale. Write down all that you've experienced. Date it with episode number and title. Write it down, even if you don't understand it. As you spend the rest of the week, I want you to consider what was presented to you. As we walk through life, we accumulate many narratives about ourselves. When you start walking a magical path, it is necessary to examine those stories and ask, do they still serve? I hope you received benefit from this work. And if it speaks to you, I hope you will stick around. Follow us on Twitter. Sign up to Patreon. Like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a thoughtful review. These actions help others to find the podcast. And as always, thank you for your support.